I mean, most people want to borrow like a cup of sugar or milk. I mean, he wanted $17. Oh, we on? Oh, yo, good morning. You guys already know what time it is. This is What Do You Know? What Do You Say? Uh. Uh. I'm gonna let this rock a little bit. Yeah. Ooh. That's what I'm talking about. See, this is how you bring a podcast in. The bona fide jam. Uh. Yes. Yes. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls, it's me. I'm back. Bueno Dueno. Big Dwayne, Big D. Coming through. Pause. With uh, what do you know? What do you say? A gambling podcast. I want to thank everybody for joining me once again. You know, uh, for my uh, for my little uh, my little uh, show here. Really appreciate it. Here we talk about, you know, current events and we give the picks of the week for the, the upcoming week. Here we are, week 11 of the NFL season, and uh, we are hurtling towards the playoffs. Hurtling towards the playoffs, I would say. So what's going to happen is, is that some teams are going to make it and then some teams aren't. Eh, it's pretty much being spelled out right now. Some teams head coaches are going to get fired and some are going to keep their jobs. Eh, but we'll get to that a little later. First things first, found one of my AirPods. I had the egg and another AirPod, but I found the, the, the straggler. You know, one of my cats found it in my apartment. Shout out to uh, Bootsy Collins. It's my cat who found the, the, uh, the lost AirPod. Because if you know, if you try to do the find my, you know, I whatever, and it's not on or it's not charged, it can't emit a sound. So I have a, you know, I have a, a cat, you know, it's a, she's a dope, dope, dope cat. And she, you know, I don't know whether she was, maybe she was hiding it or playing with it, but she actually like pulls up to me one day like, here, here's your, you're missing iPod, iPod or whatever, what, what, not iPod, AirPod. You know, and I'm very grateful to this this particular cat of mine for uh, you know for doing a thing and you know and finding my AirPod. You know, not for nothing. AirPods eh, feel kind of gypped. I mean, I was kind of hyped when I got them. I mean, they look cool. I mean, they work pretty well. That is until you listen to something with a little bit too much bass in it, or you happen to sweat in it on the AirPod and it doesn't, honestly, it doesn't really react that well with moisture. Well, nothing Apple does reacts well with moisture, but the AirPods, I mean, they kind of say, hey, these aren't that great for working out to, you know, or working out with. And, you know, we could have, I could have dealt with the, the $29 ones that I've bought 17,000 times. But it, it actually came to me that, you know, maybe these, uh, 
These AirPods are exactly like the ones we buy for $29. They're just wireless, and they sort of are very crappy. To the simple fact that I actually got my uh, AirPod back from my cat, thinking that it would work better than it actually did when before I lost it, because, you know, I don't know if anybody's had these issues, but those things, they, they don't, they're not that loud. And, you know, like I said, if you have like a mishap with them, they're not going to work that well. But who cares? Got my AirPods back. Uh, Disney Plus is up and popping. Got that the other day. Enjoying that. And see how long I can rock with that until uh, that $6.99 kicks in. I'm going to try to watch every single Marvel movie before in 30 days. I think I can do it. Not really big on other, you know, Disney stuff. Yeah, I can't do all the Marvel stuff. I can only do, uh, I can only do like, well, I can do all the Marvel stuff, but I can't do all the Disney stuff. Like, you know, the old school cartoons and things of that nature. Um, I can't do Star Wars anymore. Like any, any new Star Wars. I could do retro vintage Star Wars. But um, anything new, I mean, that last one, you know, that the, I think his name is Rian Johnson, the last one that he did, I mean, uh, it really, uh, it really set me back. <laughs> I mean, because you got, got to figure, the dialogue for these movies isn't that great anyway. So, I mean, once you get to a point where, you know, the dialogue is ridiculous, but then the action sequences are ridiculous as well. It gets to be a little, gets to be a little annoying. Just, just, a, just a skosh. But, I mean, hey. What I want to speak about before we get on to the, uh, to the, uh, the stuff we're really here for, you know, the picks of the week, week eleven stuff. Apparently, Colin Kaepernick is getting another tryout. Uh, this is a a, a league mandated tryout. Uh, that Roger Goodell apparently set up. Apparently, Jay-Z had a, a bit of influence on this particular tryout. Um, I honestly, all right, so my feelings on Colin Kaepernick has, have never changed. I've always thought Colin Kaepernick was a special talent um, as far as like, you know, playing the quarterback position. You guys, if you listen to my podcast, you know how, how much in high regard I hold the quarterback position as the CEO of the offense. Um, this guy has to have it all together. He has to be able to lead people. He has to be able to galvanize, you know, 10 guys for one particular goal. Colin Kaepernick has done this. Colin Kaepernick will continue to do this on a much larger scale. Um, for him to get a tryout that's league mandated, I don't really know how I feel about it because I, I mean, it would be, it would probably be wrong of me to say that this is, you know, this is just the league blowing smoke. Um, it would probably be wrong of me, but it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be incorrect. Um, they had three years to, to, for this guy to, to find a team. I mean, it's not like, it's not like, okay, in three years he's gained more ability to play the position and to help a team win than, you know, than when he was at the height of his protest or when everybody was at the height of their protest. Um, he was blackballed, simple and plain. 
simple and plain. You have a league that wasn't really willing to deal with that type of backlash. Um, you have a league that wasn't even willing to acknowledge it. But now we're going to bring this guy back in. He's 32 years old. He hasn't played contact football in three years. Um, I appreciate it. I mean, I, I think he's going to make the most of the, out of the opportunity. I mean, I don't think he's going to go in there and look, you know, and look wing. But even so, I just feel like it's, it's not the most ideal situation. It isn't because I feel like the chance of, chances of him getting signed this season, I mean, they're pretty remote. I mean, if someone's going to sign him, it's with an eye for the future. But, I mean, why would you want a lightning rod at your most important position when you can go get one of these kids out of college and you could just rock like that? Anybody that actually signs Kaepernick has to have an organization and a fan base that's going to understand it that's going to try to understand it, and that's going to give it a chance. I mean, he can't go to no team like, I mean, he can't go to like Miami or, or like a Carolina. I mean, these are just teams that, you know, that just don't fit, you know, I, I would guess the type of structure I'm looking for him to go to. Because to be honest with you, he's the prototype quarterback. All of these black quarterbacks that are in the league right now that are going to be the standard, I would say, in the next 10 years. And we, we saw this coming. We saw this with Michael Vick. Um, we saw this with, you know, we saw this shit with Doug, with Doug Williams. I mean, it's, it's like the black quarterback is the prototype. We can run, we can pass, we can decide, we can be decisive, we can be leaders of men. And that's all you want your quarterback to be. That's really all you want him to be. The day that statue in the pocket standing there taking taking hits and stuff, that's 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 long gone. Defenses have gotten faster, schemes have gotten better, um, receivers have gotten better, linemen have gotten better. So I mean, of course, the quarterback has to evolve. But the whole Colin Kaepernick thing, the fact that he hasn't had a job for three years, I mean it's going to continue to be a lightning rod issue, whether he makes the league or not. You know, I mean, to me personally, I'm selfish. I don't want him to go back to playing NFL football. I feel like he's a big enough cultural icon right now. And I feel like him playing for some team would kind of cheapen that to a degree. I feel like, you know, I feel like it's, you know, he's like the Muhammad Ali of football right now. And I don't particularly want to see him taking hits on a week-to-week basis or getting, you know, or getting ripped to shreds by, by columnists and, and ex-players, you know, judging his ability. He's already made the most significant impact that a, a black quarterback has ever made in this league without winning a Super Bowl. You know, that's, and, and that's bring awareness to, 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 to police brutality. I mean... Call it what you want, you know, as a as a, a so-called fan of football, the NFL. This is what he did, and that's why he was blackballed. Because he brought light to a situation that affects a group of Americans who've had way too much stuff happen to them in the past uh, in the past, you know, couple of centuries. So 
I mean, like I said, I don't like to get political, but I, I felt like I had to I had to give my two cents on on that. You know, while I feel like, you know, while I feel like this is this is a I don't know, propaganda, uh, you know, uh, just, you know, uh, just a, I, I don't know what to call it. I just don't think it's I don't think it's genuine. Um, and the team who signs him, whoever signs him after this workout, because in all honesty, if no team signs him after this workout, I, I would probably feel even worse about this. But I think someone will, you know, somebody will have the somebody will have the, the, the balls to sign this guy. Um, I'm hoping it's somebody like Bill Belichick. I'm hoping it's somebody, you know, that's respected. Maybe it's the Giants. Who, who knows? Who knows? I mean, because if he can't play, if he can't be the starter for your team, he can sure as, he can sure as hell be the backup. Um, but this is a situation that I'm going to watch on Saturday, and I'm definitely going to monitor it. Um, hopefully it's, it's, it's televised. I doubt it will be. Um, but, hey, who knows? But shout out to Colin Kaepernick and, and good luck this weekend. Um, go out there and show them what you got, kid. So I had a discussion with my dad and a couple of my homies about the Knicks and their turmoils. Turmoils. Is that something you can put an S on? But who knows? Talk about the Knicks. Turmoil is a great word for them. Um, so they're going to fire or, you know, you got uh, Steve Mills. He's the president of the Knicks, so the general manager, or what have you. Cool guy. Uh, but he's, uh, he's uh, gearing up to uh, fire the coach. And my thing about that is, is who are you going to get to coach these guys next? Red Orbach? Because, to be honest with you, the Knicks stink. They stink. They stink. That's why I became a Nets fan early 90s because the Knicks they just they it was just like eh, what are you guys doing just the culture is is just it's just bad man it's just bad what the Knicks what they used to do shout out to my man Adewale my man one of my good friends from college I mean this this guy is legitimate he's legitimately from like New England legit moved to LA he's a big time director producer doing stuff, doing big things out, out on the West Coast right now. But he's a big, big Knicks fan. Big time Knicks fan. I can never understand that. I'm like, you come from, you come from New England. You could be a, 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 a Celtics fan. You could be a Patriots fan. But you choose to be a Knicks fan. I don't know. That, that, that makes me respect that guy so much more. Because it's just like, you know, you got all this stuff going for you. And, and, and you choose this source of pain for your enjoyment. Whatever. But the Knicks... They, they're just, they're trash. I mean, they're trash. They've been trash probably since that two for 18 that Starks uh, did against the Rockets. Oh, boy. Every Knicks fan knows about that two for 18, buddy. Oh, and the Charles Smith uh, layup uh, debacle. That really didn't go well. I mean, you're 6'10", and you're trying to lay it up against. I mean, I'm not gonna, it's traumatic for everyone. It's traumatic for everyone, but... As far as the Knicks go, the Knicks are one of those marquee teams where it's just like, okay, if they're good, the league is fun, you know. But they haven't been good for years. I mean, for years, they haven't been good. And like Kevin Durant said, this is not the team that, you know, that you want to go to. You don't want to go to this team simply because, oh, it's New York and whatever. No, I mean, the, the, 
the league is too global now. You could be you could be a big timer in Cleveland now, coming to New York every you know every once in a while, not pay these crazy property taxes, and you know it, it's just expensive as, as as anything just to be here. But it just doesn't have that same aura. Madison Square Garden doesn't have that same aura. It's still an old building, a big old round building on top of on top of a train station. That's all Madison Square Garden is. You know, there was some pretty dope nights there. You know, I think the last the last really dope memory that people have from Madison Square Garden might be Messier or like Larry Johnson throwing up the L after that four point play. This is where you're at. This is where you're at, Knicks fan. Larry Johnson throwing up an L after a four-point play. Man, man, this is where we're at, man. But it's neither here nor there. I'm here to, to cure the Knicks' ills. I could do it. I could do it. But it, it, has, to, it has to go a specific way. First, you got to hire Rich Paul. You got to hire this guy. I mean, Phil Jackson is up out of there now. I know LeBron and his homies, they were not feeling the whole Phil Jackson, you know, uh, experiment, especially when Phil Jackson started talking out the side of his neck. Um, I say you get Rich Paul. He's a power player. He'll change the culture immediately. Dolan have to step back. Um, I don't know where Steve Mills go goes, but... I know that Steve Mills has been there for years, and as long as Steve Mills has been there, it hasn't been the greatest. Um, it hasn't been the greatest way to go. I hate to say it, but this is the truth. You get Rich Paul, you get some new blood in there. I mean, who knows what happens? But you have to change the culture from up top. It can't be, oh, we just got some new players and we got a new coach. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, if the coach doesn't feel empowered to, you know, to do his thing, if the players don't feel like they're wanted, if they don't feel like they're, they're valued, I mean, come on, man. The owner had one of the iconic ballers from the most magical era in recent memory had him thrown out of the garden during the game. And not like thrown out like, oh, come on, let's just walk. Nah, nah, he was doing like little, like little Steven Seagal moves, Charles Oakley. Shout out to Charles Oakley and your Steven Seagal moves. Charles Oakley is like 6'10", and, uh, and it was like trying to, it was, it was mad funny. If you get a chance, go back to the, go check out the video of that. I would love if somebody was, would be able to like Photoshop that and put some like funny like sound effects, like some like some like punching sound effects or something like that, because that was that type of night. But I mean, who, who expects to, to be treated well by a franchise like that? I mean, if you're an ex-player, and I mean, I know Oak was probably drunk talking smack behind the bench, but hey, still, you got to have a thick skin. You're a billionaire, have a thick skin. You know, this kid sold cable vision for a bunch of bread a couple of years ago, so he should be fine. This is the only thing you have to worry about, James Dolan. But like I said... You can't fire Fizdale. Fizdale's a good coach. And if anybody's going to coach that group of bums that they have on the court right now, it's got to be him. Because who else are you going to get? You didn't rant to everybody else. You know, you didn't even ask Phil Jackson if he wanted to coach. You guys had Derrick Rose. You had Derrick Rose. You had Derrick Rose on the team. 
And, and, and it's just like, huh? But now, I mean, it's supposed to get better because I got Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis. Oh, my God. I don't, I don't want to get upset about this. This is why I like the Nets. This is why I like the Nets. You know what I'm saying? The Nets, they went, they got Jason Kidd. Oh, my goodness. They changed their whole culture with one trade. Got rid of Marbury, got Jason Kidd. Oh, man. Went to the finals two straight times. So, like I say, I would leave Fizdale alone. If I'm Dolan, I'm finding some way to contact Rich Paul and then see what type of plan Rich Paul has for the Knicks. You know, shoot. I mean, maybe you get LeBron up in your front office after his playing days are over. But something's got to change, man. Something has got to change. And uh, I don't know. Maybe it happens sooner than later. Who knows? But if you fire Fizdale, it's a big mistake. So in other news, I'm uh, going to go uh, grab up some, uh, some new sneakers this weekend. You know, and uh, excited. Can't wait. I don't even know what I'm going to get. I have a, a budget. Not going not gonna to preview you guys to the budget, but the budget isn't that, isn't that grand. I just need something that, you know, can rock a little bit. You know, some weekend, weekend shoe. I've been trying to slow down on the, on, the, on the sneaker getting, especially since my son you know, has, has come into the, the sneakerhead life. He sends me, like, his, uh, I guess his wish list for Christmas, for sneakers and stuff. I mean, all of these sneakers are like, I'm like, really, bro? Like, come on, I'm going to get a few for him. But, I mean, it's just like, how did this happen? I'm glad it happened, you know what I'm saying? But how did it happen? But, I mean, in all honesty, have you ever ever like got a sneak and be like yeah I gotta get this sneak I gotta get this maybe an outfit maybe a jacket maybe a hat I don't know a piece of clothing that you had to have but then you see like somebody who you don't think has that sense of style that you know that matches to yours like maybe a celebrity you think is weird and you see them with that piece of clothing on and you're just like I don't want to wear this anymore well that happened to me that happened to me that absolutely happened to me. I saw an actor with a pair of sneakers on. He's like, he, made, he took like four pictures with the sneakers on. And I'm not a big outfit guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm not one of those guys that's going to, you know, I, well, my sneakers have to match my hat. It's, like I try to, like the outfits I put together, I kind of want it to look like I didn't try to put it together, even though I totally did. But even so, this guy I'm talking about is a bit of a clown. I mean, that's his, that's his occupation. He is an actual clown, a comedian. And he does weird things. But I've seen him with the outfit. I see the outfit. I get the sneakers. I look at the outfit. I look at the sneakers. I look at the, the picture. I'm just like, damn, I can't really wear these now. i got to wait like two years before I wear these. Because, you know, I don't want to be that guy. You know, that guy like, oh, you know. Like, I'm a legit sneakerhead, but I just can't pop out with, you know, with the newest kicks. It's just, it's just odd to a degree. But this freaking, you know, celebrity we're talking about, he did that. Made me feel a way, you know. But uh, it is what it is. They have stylists. I don't have a stylist. I'm my own stylist. But uh, I don't know. It just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I felt like I had to share it with you guys because, you know, sneakers are my thing. You know, it kind of took away from... What I wanted to talk about this week was going with sneakers, but we have next week. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can get into that. Because sneakers, boy, oh, 
I would like Nike to just holler at me. Shout out to Nike so I can make me a shoe. You know how they're doing all these Travis Scott. How everybody gets basically a, a collabo. I need to have a collabo. I could do three shoes. Three shoes. There are three shoes that I have in mind already that would be, oh, man, you want to talk about hype beasting. You want to talk about, you want to talk about uh, grails. Oh, boy. I could give you three grails. Three. And you, and you know what? And they would all be, they would all be Nike, but I could even do a grail with, with New Balance. And I could do a grail with Adidas as well. And it won't be no lame shell top, baby. Hate shell tops. Shell tops is weird. They're for girls. You know what I'm saying? If I see you playing basketball with shell tops on, I'm gonna snap on you. Yeah. I might have to make fun of you a little bit. And you know what I'm saying? And if you got those quarter top shell tops, oh, and you're still wearing them, and I don't know, I just don't, eh, there's something about them. I don't know. My brother Kali had, had the quarter top shell tops, and you know, there was a period in time where I didn't respect that. You know, I love my brother, but I didn't respect his sneaker choice. He had a questionable pair, pair, questionable pair of sneakers on the last Super Bowl party. I ain't saying nothing to him about it. He better not do that this year, though. Because it's going to be, we're going to do the podcast from the Super Bowl party. You're going to see what, what's what. And it's going to be, it's going to be wonderful. It's going to be wonderful. But uh, I think we've gotten to the point in the show where let's get to these picks. Thursday night football. Oh, I loathe Thursday night football as well as the rest of the league. But, I mean, it's here. It's, it's like a... Uh, it's like a uh, little preview to Sunday and Monday. But uh, Thursday Night Football, it's a marquee matchup this evening. It's going to be uh, Pittsburgh at Cleveland. Oh, yeah. So you guys heard me playing uh, New Editions Hot tonight, the beginning of the show for my intro. And I threw a little verse in there, and it went something like, Freddie Kitchen's getting fired tonight. Yes. And the reason why I say that is, is that, most Cleveland Browns coaches get fired after losing the Pittsburgh game. So this game is critical. It's critical. It's critical. I mean, Freddie Kitchens, I mean, he's been trying to get fired for the past couple of weeks here. The guy's overmatched. He doesn't know how to get all these personalities to mesh in the locker room. He can't take credit for the quarterback's development. He refuses to run the ball, even though the guy that he has run the ball, Nick Chubb, is like leading the NFL or like second in the NFL but behind Cook. I think he has like 991 yards. But you won't run the ball behind this guy and let that be the, 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 the catalyst of your offense. You won't let this guy be the bell cow of your offense. I don't know why. You feel like you have to spread touches around to Njoku, to Beckham, to Landry, I get it. I get it. What I don't get is, why does this guy still get to coach this team? He obviously doesn't know how to put this thing all together. I mean, the offensive line is a mess. And this is one of the main reasons why I say that I think they're going to get mollywopped by Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh doesn't lose to the Browns, okay? Pittsburgh does not lose to the Browns. And this, this division is all but lost. It's all but lost for everybody. 
Pittsburgh, they're not going anywhere. I mean, they have a shot. They probably have to win out. They've already lost. They've already lost. I think about four games, five games, something like that. Um, uh, let's just say Cleveland's out of it. They're three and six. They lose tonight. They're done. I mean, they're done. They're not going to make the playoffs. And um, like I said, Freddie Kitchens is going to be a, a coordinator in college at this point next year. Uh, maybe he gets a coordinator job in the NFL. That's that's usually how it goes. But um, I don't see them winning this game tonight. I really don't. Even though Pittsburgh is down a quarterback, I mean, they're not playing their best ball. But like I say, they're going to scheme – they're going to scheme up something sweet for the Browns tonight. Get Freddie Kitchens, get his butt fired quick. Get him up out of there. Out of there. I don't know how they're going to get to coach this team, though. They might try to go Josh McDaniels. They might try to get the guy from Ohio State, Todd Day. Who knows? Won't help because they're the Browns. And once you heap expectations onto the Browns, if those expectations are not to lose, hey, I don't have anything for you here. But with that being said, with that being said, this is a must-win game for the Browns. Must-win. Eh, Pittsburgh, they'll run the ball. They'll make the game short. They'll make it sloppy. They'll hit. It's going to be a ball control fest. But with this being a must-win for Cleveland, I see Baker Mayfield going out of his way to have maybe three turnovers. I'd say two picks and a fumble. Let's, just, let's, let's have a prop bet on that. You know, we're going to get into the prop bets pretty soon. Not yet. Not yet. I know you, all you guys have been clamoring for it. You're very excited about this, but not yet. Not yet for the prop bets. So, with all that being said, I'm going to take Pittsburgh. Because, <laughs> believe it or not, Cleveland is actually a uh, favorite in this game by three points. I'm going to take Pittsburgh plus three points. Yes, that's what I'm going to do. But I'm going to take the under which is 40, 40 and a half. I'm going to take the under. Like I said, I don't expect there to be many points scored in this game. I expect it to be sloppy. I expect it to be a ball control fest. I expect there to be hits. I expect a couple of people to maybe have their season ended in a game like this. This is how these games go. This is how these Pittsburgh-Cleveland games go, these black and blue division games. It's, it's great, great football. I think I might be going to my local watering hole to, to take this one in. You know, shout out to Francis. But, uh, yeah, so that's what I'm taking. I'm going to take Pittsburgh, and I am going to take the under, which is 40 and a half once again. This is, uh, I'm thinking this is one of my value games. I'm going to start, you know, throwing out games where I think that you should actually bet because I have a, a pretty good inkling that this is how it's going to go. Um, I'll probably do about four value games a week, you know, because my theory is this. It's better when you're spending your own money, your own disposable income gambling. It's better to go one and oh than to go two and one. I hope that didn't go over you guys' head. Now, the one o'clock slate, my favorite Sunday afternoon. Then got some wings and some beer and had a nice breakfast and you're just ready to rock and roll because you're ready to watch some football baby you got eight games eight whole games I'm gonna start off with Dallas at Detroit okay Dallas at Detroit ah, there's no line for this one 
you know, when, when, I, when I saw this one, I said everything was off because they expect Dallas to win this game. So it's just a straight up Dallas. All you have to do is go in and win this game. You don't have to win by a certain point spread. You don't have to win. You don't, you don't have to uh, come under. It's just Dallas. Let's just say Dallas is going to win this game. They're going to Detroit. I mean, hey, let's say they don't win this game. Holy moly. The hot seat for Jason Garrett warms up a little bit because they would talk about these guys being a Super Bowl contender. I mean, I still see it. I like the defense a lot. I like the way the quarterback is playing. Dak Prescott has grown up a lot. He has grown up a lot. I feel like Zeke is probably losing a little bit of his, uh, a little bit of his luster, just as many carries as they have this guy, you know, handling over the, the course of the season. And plus, he didn't start playing until like a couple of games into the season anyway. So it's like, you know, what can you expect from the guy? But as we start getting into the bad weather, as we start getting into like, you know, into like the home stretch, as I like to call it, I, I like to see the cream rise to the top. And Dallas is supposed to be the cream. Detroit is Detroit. Detroit sucks. So we're just straight up. I'm going to take Dallas. Shout out to my man House. I would never usually do this. If they lose, you're going to have to answer for this. House. You know what I mean? So the next game is Jacksonville at Indy. Now, Indy is having some problems at quarterback. Uh, uh, Brissett is hurt. Not sure if he's going to make it back. Uh, he was dealing with like a sprained, a sprained MCL, PCL, TCL, you know, something with your knee and holding your knee together. I mean, you, you, the structure of your knee and the housing and stuff, it's pretty important. So they may not want this guy to play, but they still got that line and they still got that defense. Um, they're going up against Jacksonville. Uh, they have a pretty, pretty, this is a division game. Um, I expect Jacksonville to come out firing. Uh, Leonard Fournette, he's balling once again. Nick Foles is back. They, uh, they uh, benched the, the kid Minshew. I mean, I wasn't really sure about this guy. I mean, he played pretty well for a couple of games. But, I mean, he looks like his, uh, his legacy might be on the bench carrying a clipboard. Who knows? Who knows? He, might, he may have played well enough to, to, to get a, a front office to, to give him a look-see. But um, I'm going to take Jacksonville. I'm going to take Jacksonville plus three. And I'm going to take the under on that game, which is 44. Um, like I said, I don't really see this game being a high-scoring affair, especially if you, know, if you got Fournette you know, running the ball. I don't really see Indy putting the ball in the air either. This is the time of the year where everybody starts to try to control, make the game shorter. We want to control the clock. We kind of want to preserve ourselves for the playoffs if we're going to make the playoffs. So, like I said, I'm going to take Jacksonville plus three, and I'm going to take the under, which is 44 on this game. The next game we have, we have Buffalo at Miami. Miami is a perennial loser. They actually did really well last week. I think they got a, another win. Um, but let's not dwell on the past. Let's dwell on the going forward. With this game, it's a division game. Buffalo's been playing very well. I'm very impressed by Buffalo's defense. Um, I'm, I'm thinking they're going to come out of the AFC East. Um, they're not going to win it. But they're, they're definitely going to be second place to New England. New England wins it every year. Um, 
but they're, they're definitely in line for a wild card spot. A win over Miami, which they can definitely do, puts them in better position for that. Now, they're going to Miami. So it's maybe a chance for Ryan Fitzpatrick to play a little bit of spoiler um, against his former team, but I don't think so. I feel like Buffalo is focused. I feel like they might be the next premier team in the AFC East once New England takes a step back, if they ever take a step back, which I doubt they ever will because they're just too good of a franchise. I mean, New England is just, I mean, you just shake your head. They're just a great franchise. You know they're a great franchise when I'm talking about two teams that play in a division in regard, you know, and I'm talking about two teams that are playing this weekend, the same weekend as them, and I'm talking about New England. So that's how you know. But with this particular game, I'm going to take Buffalo at a plus six. Um, this is almost like a, a blowout. Went by a touchdown. But like I said, I like Buffalo's defense a lot. I do not like Miami's defense. Even though they've been playing hard for Flores, I just don't think that they'll come out of this game. I feel like Buffalo has something to prove. So, like I said, I'm going to take Buffalo plus the six. I'm going to take the over, which is 39. The next 1 p.m. game is Denver at Minnesota. Now, if both of these teams were at full strength, if Denver had their quarterback, I mean, on paper, you might have looked at this game as like, oh, man, this is like, this could maybe be some sort of like playoff matchup, maybe even a Super Bowl matchup. No, Denver has really sucked this entire year. And outside of that defense, I don't know if they even have anything to look forward to. They got to find a quarterback. I mean, I thought Flacco was going to be the answer, but Flacco, I mean, Flacco has definitely regressed. You don't get rid of a a franchise quarterback who's won your Super Bowl. You just don't do that unless you feel like he's regressed to the point where you know, we just can't use him anymore. He's just not he's just not an option to help us win anymore. That's kind of depressing, but it happens. I mean, it definitely happens. And uh, Denver is definitely at a crossroads. I mean, at this point, I might want to dust off John Elway and tell him to come down and play, get under center, because that might be the only person who can help y'all win. But they're definitely in the market for a new quarterback. Maybe they'll get one in the draft. Who knows? You know, maybe they sign, maybe they sign Cam Newton. Maybe they sign Colin Kaepernick. Who knows? Uh, but they are 10.5-point dogs this week. 10.5 points. And I don't really like, you know, uh, picking teams that, you know, are touchdown or more um, underdogs. Like, I really don't like doing that. But this week, I'm going to have to go with uh, Minnesota. It's a home game. Minnesota, they're, they're trying to put their stamp on stuff. And I feel like this game is going to be over quickly. It should be over in the second quarter. Um, so I'm going to take Minnesota at a plus 10 and a half. Yeah, I know, right? Minnesota at a plus 10 and a half. I'm also going to take the over at a 39. Yeah, I know that's a bold statement. This isn't one of my value games. This is just something I just feel like, eh, maybe they do pull this off since Denver's in a state of flux anyway. You know, let, let's see. But like I said, Denver, Minnesota, eh, who knows? Should be a good game. I doubt it, though. 
The next game we have on a 1 o'clock slate is New Orleans at Tampa Bay. Drew Brees is back. These guys got whopped by Atlanta last week. Uh, upset special. I didn't see that coming, but, you know, I kind of expected it. But here they're at Tampa Bay this week. Tampa Bay, they're at a crossroads. Their coach is probably going to get fired. They're probably in a market for a new quarterback. I don't know whether they're in a market for a new quarterback simply because they're just not in love with Jameis Winston anymore. They just feel like they just need to move on and just start all over fresh. Who knows? But what I do... What I do know is, I do know that this is a division game, and they're gonna give they're gonna give New Orleans some problems, because um, they know each other so well. So I'm gonna take Tampa Bay at a plus six, because I don't see New Orleans destroying these guys, and I'm gonna take the over, which is 51, because I feel like this is gonna be a high scoring affair. These NFC South games they seem to to put up a lot of points. They like to put the ball in the air, so. You know, over 50 points doesn't seem like it's out of the realm of possibility for these particular games. The next one o'clock game, oh God, Jets at Washington, Jets at the Redskins. I mean, I don't know. Somebody's got to win this game. Somebody's got to lose it. I mean, this is one of those games you could just, you know, throw a coin in the air and just, you know, wish for the best. I mean... For, for Pete's sake, Washington has already fired their coach. I mean, they've already given up on the season. They have a, a quarterback. His name is Dwayne. He's from Ohio State, so I would expect him to be good. But they're like, the kid can't even call, you know, a play in the huddle. Now, t- to be honest with you, when you get to the pros and stuff like that, calling plays gets a little different. I know in college, the plays are a lot shorter. Um... You could probably say maybe one or two words. If you need to change something at the line of scrimmage, you can. It's a lot easier. In the NFL, these guys play calls in the huddle. Holy moly. It's like Falcon, X right, sing song, Z, turn up, chicken bone, mozzarella, go right flash. And all of those things actually mean something. Now, to get that play in through your headset, to get that play in through your headset, then to relay it to your team all in the heat of, heat of battle, I mean, I would imagine that takes some time. But, I mean, if this is your job, this is your job. I mean, if I'm the, court, if I'm the, the coach or the coordinator, coordinator and I see that, you know, my, court, my quarterback has arm talent, he can see the field, why don't you just shorten up those play calls? I mean, just shorten them. Be like, you know, you can make it something else, but you don't have to make it as in-depth. And then give him a little bit more leeway at the line of scrimmage because that's what you need in any way. I mean, if you call a play, he's locked into that play. And then when he gets to the line of scrimmage, sees the way the defense is stacked up. And it's, you know, maybe I need this receiver to go this route and I need the running back to run or I need to change the play. I think that's more useful to a young player um, than being able to, 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 to say a play correctly, the, the, the flex to change the plays into something you're more, you're more comfortable with. I mean, the good coaches always kind of tailor make their offenses and their systems to their players' strengths. That's what you do. That's what you do, you know. So the whole narrative that this kid, you know, isn't ready because he can't do the plays and stuff like that, that's, that's, that's garbage to me. 
That's garbage. But like I said, somebody has to win this game. I just don't think it's going to be Washington. You started a, a rookie quarterback. I hope he has a good game. But uh, the Jets seem like they've been getting more chemistry together. The Jets beat my beloved Giants last week. So, I mean, I, I hate picking the Jets to win anything. But, I mean, I'm going to take the Jets. They're an underdog this week going away. So I'm going to take the Jets at a plus one. Shout out to my man Goldfinger. Uh, he's a big-time Jets fan. Um, when they when and if they lose this game, Goldfinger, uh, I'm going to be there. I'm going to laugh a little bit. You know how we do. But I'm going to take the Jets at a plus one against my better judgment. And I'm going to take the under, which is 38 points. Okay? Okay. The next game we have is Atlanta at Carolina. Atlanta's coming off a big-time upset of New Orleans. And uh, they might be playing, you know, the best ball of, of the season because they have actually really, really, really sucked. Um, Carolina is going through a quarterback change. Eh, it's a big home game for Carolina. But for some particular reason, I like Atlanta's momentum coming off of that big win against New Orleans last week. So I'm going to take Atlanta at a plus six, and I'm going to take the under, which is 50. Who knows what the weather's going to be like. Um, I just don't see them throwing the ball all around the park this week. So once again, I'm going to take Atlanta at a plus six, and I'm going to take the under, which is 50. My last 1 o'clock game, and this is my value pick of the week. This is going to be a great, great game to watch. I'm actually thinking about taking a trip down to Baltimore to, to check this out. If I, can, if I can do it, if I can find a, if I can find a, a co-pilot, I'll, I'll, I'll take the ride out there. But ah, who knows? Houston at Baltimore. So you have two of... I don't know. I would say two future MVPs of the league. You got Deshaun Watson. This kid is electric. He's electric. Plays for Houston, quarterback. Going up against Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Played for Louisville, won the Heisman. Got drafted like, I don't know, he was like the fourth quarterback taken. I mean, this kid is, he's like the second coming of Michael Vick. He definitely is. I mean, he's doing spin moves. He's doing video game stuff and regular games against, you know, grown-ups. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, you know. kid is amazing. He's freaking amazing. And um, he's got a really, really good, really good shot at being the MVP of the league this year. So with this game, I think this is going to be a very tough game for Baltimore to win. Houston's a tough squad, especially when they're going away. Um, so I am actually looking for, I'm actually looking for a close game. Not sure who's going to win, just know it's going to be a close game. So I'm going to take Houston at a plus five, and I'm going to take the under, which is going to be 50. I feel like both of these quarterbacks have to be contained. Can't let them run. Can't let them throw either. They'll kill you both ways. So they're going to have to basically figure out a way to contain both of these guys. Keep them in the pocket, you know. But the only way you keep them in the pocket is if you, 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 you allow them to have lanes to throw. And that's where the, that's where the fun part of this game is going to come. So, like I said, I'm going to take Houston at a plus five. And I'm going to take the under, which is 50. 
So your four o'clock sleep, I'm gonna start off with Arizona at San Fran. Um, like I said before, I feel like San Fran is a paper tiger. They got whomped by Seattle last week. And you know, if you bet that, like I told you to, you made you a pretty penny. You made you a nice little, nice little, nice little stack off of that. I know I did. So you should have, you know, you should have listened to, you know, you should have listened to me. But that's the whole point of this, this, this thing. I'm trying to be an instrument to help you guys get a little money. But that's neither here nor there. Got Arizona at San Fran. Uh, first of all, Arizona's coming into this game as a 13-and-a-half-point dog. Huh? I mean, Arizona's close. I mean, San Fran was where Arizona was a couple of years ago as far as personnel, coaching, and stuff like that. But I see Arizona's thing coming along a little bit quicker um, simply because of the familiarity they have with, you know, the, the quarterback and the, and the head coach. That, that type of relationship, that type of chemistry, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's infectious. It, it, it kind of, I feel like it'll go through the whole team if everybody's trusting of one another and I'm willing to buy into your system. I like Arizona. I like where they're headed, you know. Um, I like the kid Kyler Murray. I do not like San Francisco. I do not like their team. Um, ask me why later. But like I said, San Francisco, that's my paper tiger of the league. I expect them to get bumped in the playoffs if they, you know, when they do make the playoffs. I expect them to get bumped their first game in the playoffs. So with that being said, I'm going to take Arizona at a plus 13 and a half. And I'm going to take the over, which is 45. They're going to be putting the ball in the air on this game. Definitely, definitely putting the ball in the air, and there's going to be some points scored. It's going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, the next 4 p.m. game on the 4 p.m. slate. I like that word, slate. It's a cool word. Anyway, Cincy at Oakland. Uh, Oakland's coming off a pretty big win. Um, Cincy is a dumpster fire, uh, straight-up dumpster fire. They are speeding towards a 0-16 season. Um, and I do not expect this to be their win. Uh, Oakland is a 10.5-point favorite in this game. I expect them to win by that much. So I'm going to take Oakland at 10.5, at and, and I'm going to take the under, which is 48, because I don't expect Cincinnati to put up any points at all. That's pretty, you know, it's pretty negative, but uh, that's how it's going to go. Uh, the third game is on the four o'clock slate is New England at Philly. I don't know for some reason I I, I would thought I would have thought that they would have switched this to the eight o'clock game. Like this would be a flex game, but if they still play at four, they still play at four. It's in Philly, so maybe they didn't want to change it. Um, this is a rematch of a Super Bowl a couple of years ago where New England definitely lost. They are not going to lose this game though. Um, they are going to come into town. They are going to get this W, and they are going to move the hell out. So I'm going to take New England. I'm going to take New England at a minus four. Yes, New England is giving up four points. So we're going to take New England at a minus four, and we're going to take the over, which is 44. Tom Brady, boy, he keeps getting better with age. Kind of. Like how Roger Clemens got better with age. 
I'm not going to go into that. That sounded crazy. But anyway, the 8 o'clock game, we got Chicago at L.A., the L.A. Rams, Mitch Trubisky. That's a great football name. I wish his football skill was as great as his football name, but that's none of my business. Um, I'm still going to take Chicago at a plus six and a half, and I'm going to take the over, which is 41 points. So that's the 820 game. Um, that's the late game. Um, so the next up is Monday Night Football. And this is also a division game. This is Kansas City at the Chargers. Uh, Kansas City just got Mahomes back. Uh, the Chargers are playing, they're playing weird football because it looks like one week they destroy the, the Packers. The next week they come back, they can hardly score any points. I mean, it, it, this is the type of league. Anybody can get beat on any given Sunday. If you've seen the movie, you'd know this. The movie was awesome, by the way. One of my favorite movies ever. But you got to see the un, you got to see the director's cut. The director's cut. You can't see the, the like if you watch it on TV it's just not the same. But Monday night football, Kansas City at LA. I'm going to take the Chargers at a plus 3 and a half and I'm going to take the over which is 52 and a half. Yeah, I expect this to be a very very high scoring affair. You got two quarterbacks. I love to put it up and Aaron, two defense that love to get 30, 40-yard passes thrown on them, and then they tackle the guy. But that's how it's going to go this week. And I uh, just want to give all you guys a, a shout-out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for popping on to uh, What Do You Know? What Do You Say? And uh, this is week 11, uh, week 11, but this is my seventh episode. This is lucky number seven. So, I just, like I said, I just want to shout everybody out who's listened to our episode. And, you know, I really appreciate it. And hopefully we can add some stuff on here to, to make it, you know, a, a much doper show. But it is time for me to go. You guys got my picks. Now go out there. You utilize this knowledge and go make yourself some money. All right. One.